Welcome to the UFC Commentaries. I'm Chris Forwardell, joined as always by Greg Crone. You know, we made the decision after last week's big cliffhanger that we're going to skip UFC 7.5. And, uh, you know, that we do that with a, with a heavy heart because that is, <laughs> as I'm told, that is a, a, like a lot of the big fighters come together. And uh, theoretically, it's interesting, but it's not going to work out for us time-wise, Greg. Yeah, it's just way too long. I mean, you're talking about just 95 minutes of total fights, which I, we don't want to subject everybody through that. Yeah, you know perfectly well that if we tried to watch that, it would be you know 15 minutes of talking about what's going on and 80 minutes of trying to come up with the right casting for a Dukes of Hazard remake. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I don't think Sean William Scott would be involved in it. That's just me. Look. He's due for that Oscar role anytime now. <laughs> but so, uh, I'm surprised he doesn't have one already. But we're going to jump right to UFC 8. That would be David versus Goliath, uh, February 16th, 1996. We have left the year 1995, and now you and I have sat through the first three years of, uh, of UFC action, Greg. I know. How exciting. I look forward to what it will. We only have 21 to catch up. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. Uh, you know, like, like I said, we've been talking about doing these two times daily just so that we can catch up within the next year and a half. It um, would take us a long time. Well, well the good Even news, with that. The good news is there's going to be no shortage of things for us to talk about. For sure. <clears throat> All right, let's, let's get into it. UFC 8, David versus Goliath, the first fight. Is Gary Goodridge versus Paul Herrera, the younger brother of Odubel Herrera, and <laughs> let's kick that thing off. Let me know. When I feel you're like. Ready. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I can hit play whenever. All right, hold on. When you say hit younger play, brother, hit play. When yeah. you say younger brother yes, of Odubel Herrera, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you misspoke. No, no that's no. just me. No, I think Odubel Herrera is secretly. 93 years old and that explains his plate discipline i guess <laughs> well thanks for thanks for going with me on that greg <laughs> but this is look at paul herrera he's in the middle of the cage right now that does not look anything like odubel herrera oh, look i didn't they could be adopted regardless you're right paul herrera is in the cage and we're kind of jumping right into this gary goodridge is yet to come out this is an american wrestler paul herrera he's a takedown artist and the other things are coming up too slowly. He prefers to stand and punch as opposed to lying on his back and punching. And oh, wow. It's a tactic. That's actually trap fighting. That's what trap fighting is. <laughs> <laughs> and man, and, and he's a street fighter. These, I feel like they could... Re- oh, okay, there we go. May bleed from old cuts. That's an interesting fact. <laughs> wow. I mean, old- I guess it's accurate with, like you know scar tissue and things like that you cut easier when you're when you've had them in the past but not really a not really something i'm putting in my uh, you know key abilities or, or key facts about uh my fighter yeah where i want to know why does that guy have a shirt off in the why crowd? why don't we you know <laughs> this is ufc8 this is david versus goliath we're not going to actually watch that because that presumably re- refers to the super fight which we're going to skip as always yeah so I don't this, have time for Shamrock it's really or just chemo. UFC 8. Here is, here is Gary Goodridge. Gary Goodridge, oh man, he looks like 
pretty much every NFL defensive end. This is, is there some Jeremiah <laughs> Trotter in there? There is a little Jeremiah Trotter in there. This is, a, this is an excitingly – he's wearing a gi. I'm interested to see what kind of fighter he is. Big well, Jim. all you need to know, Chris, is, is yeah. his nickname is Big Daddy. That's all you need to know. I feel like I'm good with that information. <laughs> I feel you like know I'm what's gonna... hilarious is mm. he has that gi on. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure this this all could be made up, and it could just be internet lore. Yeah, that he uh, yeah kook kook I think sure. is yeah that's what it says. That's actually is, uh, translated. That's, that's trap fighting translated into Asian. Got it. Look at this strong upper body, limited ground skills, knockout puncher will strike on the ground. What? So he has limited ground skills. But he will strike there if he has to. Well, what that tells me is he prefers to lay and punch rather than the standing and punching of good. Good of point, Paul. Herrera. Good point. This woman looks miserable. She looks she's like, not happy to be there. Yeah, she absolutely looks like she's an indentured servant. Um, uh, who is this fella? I don't know. Michael Buffer get a t- is gone. A, I, he made. He did his two. He, he got in and got out. UFC six and seven. Maybe uh, we don't know that he wasn't there for seven and a half. That's true. We don't. Oh and, well. And we never will because that doesn't seem like it's worth looking up. Back to the Gary Goodridge thing. Yeah. Uh, he said basically like he just got some school to give him a gee. He okay. had no idea what any of it was. Okay, so not he actually doesn't have the skills associated with the garment. Uh, that that that's the rumor. He looks like he's apprehensive right now. Gary Goodridge looks apprehensive. I think he's just calculated and and ready to ready to, to get into the cage. Kook Sulwan. Kook Sulwan. I love the the tell, two fingers up piece to the crowd. Tell the tape, Herrera, an American wrestler, twenty nine years old. Oh, I don't like how they're doing this. Five foot ten. This is Somebody's got to talk about their graphics. He's 185 pounds from Grand Junction, Colorado. Goodridge, Kuxel Wan, 30 years old, 6'3", 258 from Barry, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, the weird individual one-by-one rollout. Big yeah. John better be getting paid good money for all these fights that he's been refing. Our fight is on, and uh, Herrera much more excited than Goodridge, although Goodridge, it looks like this might be over quickly is what I'm seeing. Takedown here. artist. It is. Oh, my God. Goodridge is just ki- – <laughs> he just murdered Paul Herrera. Paul yeah. Herrera is dead. Is, and then he just ran into the cage. violent elbows. Head first. Who cares if I have two fights later? What kind of hold I'm, I'm was that? I'm going all in. What kind of hold was that that Goodridge immediately got Herrera in prior to the murder? It, he had him in like a, a crucifix type thing. So he had his arm trapped between his legs and then was holding his other arm with his left, uh, left arm and then proceeded to just rain down unblocked elbows until Herrera was successfully unconscious and we're not gonna really jumping around here we're not gonna see any hands raised uh, i will tell you at the end i can only imagine big john came over said congratulations on the win but the police are gonna want to speak to you <laughs> he almost has to at that point because there was certainly a murder all right wow that wow that was violent and i That's liked a, it yeah i liked it <laughs> who what's our next fight because i don't know what the order is jerry bolander and scott ferrazzo <laughs> Oh, all right. This guy looks like your classic UFC fighter, and because of the uh, because of the order here, I know who wins. I don't know if you know who wins. Oh, I know who wins. Well, I mean, I know who doesn't advance. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> I am two seconds in. 
All right, hit pause, and no, just never mind. Just play it, whatever. Jerry Bolander, who has a, kind of a John Cena look, and Scott Ferrazzo, who looks like a professional poker player. Oh, no. Everything's paused. What do you mean everything's paused? It, I, was, I was stuck. I'm at nine seconds. I don't know. It's a whole All thing. Right. Well, you just, it's fine. I'm, I'm 22 seconds in. Let me know when you get to 20 seconds in, and I will hit pause. I will hit play once more. 17, 18, 19, 20. Your counting skills are as good as advertised, my friend. I mean, look at that. <laughs> First of all, why is this guy dressed like he's about to go coach the defensive backs at Tennessee? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. He looks like, like a, I don't know, like a hockey coach. He's got like a hockey coach feel to me, too. It's because he's not smiling, and hockey coaches almost exclusively don't smile. I'll take your word for it, because I only believe that hockey is a sport because people tell me it is. That's an accurate. That's an accurate take. Jerry Bolander's a shoot fighter. He's an experienced wrestler. Oh my man, they really need to speed up the rate at which these go on. He's a lot young, of time in between all these. He's a young, lot of time. inexperienced fighter who favors grappling over striking, and he's well conditioned. I can. I just hope. <laughs> I just hope that for Ferrazzo, it says not well conditioned, because that seems. These out aren't weird. facts. Like I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been crazy about this little introduction to these quote-unquote facts over the last two or three UFCs. Uh, and here is Ferrazzo. That appears to say ear something? Ear me? I, I think Hear me? I think it's supposed to say fear me. Fear me? Well, I guess it I does. I mean, for some <laughs> reason he's wearing a cape a la Macho Man. Why would you not? He looks like a Lucha Libre. Only, yeah, only not I can wearing see a that. mask. Oh wow, the back of that is amazing. It's him with a pit bull, <laughs> and he's wrestling it. So I'm kind of confused. Who does? And he's a pit fighter, so that's interesting. Power... Maybe he actually fights pit bulls. <laughs> Very well, good. He's a powerful puncher. He's gonna shoot immediately. That's weird. Why would he bring a gun to the ring? Prefers to choke on the ground. Honestly, it's his only chance at winning. Hard to <laughs> control on the ground, so he prefers to choke on the ground. And while he's doing so, he's difficult to control. And they will not tell us who this person is. I know. It's weird. I don't understand why I can't get a name on the announcer. This, oh, man. This, now, this guy looks like somebody who you could advertise will bleed from old cuts. Yes, exactly. Like, uh, who is that? That's Bolander. He looks like he's already bleeding. He already has cuts on his head. I'm confused. Well, he's got the. It seems like he's got like the John Ritchie thing. You know, John Ritchie would bleed every single game because of the calcified oh, yeah. stuff on his forehead, which was awesome and the best thing you could ever hope for from a fullback. Exactly. Where the second he puts his helmet on, he just starts bleeding. Yeah, it's amazing. Ferrazzo is standing completely motionless to conserve energy because, quite frankly, he only has so much. And it looks hands like, up to the side like a YMCA. And it looks like he's wearing a breathe right strip. I mean, Chris, you gotta you gotta hope those nasal passages are open. <laughs> All right, Bolander, a shoot fighter to Perazzo's pit fighter. Bolander, twenty-one to Perazzo's thirty-one. Bolander, five eleven to Perazzo's five ten. Bolander's two hundred pounds to Perazzo's, let's call it kindly listed at three thirty. <laughs> California versus Nevada, and here is the slave woman again. And this, at least, she looks like she's kind of having a good time. Like uncomfortable yeah. the second one, but the Asian woman just looks like she like she's been captured. She looks like she's not happy to yeah. be there. This is not what they told her when they brought her into this country that she would be doing. 
All right. <laughs> Bolander goes for the kick of of uh, Ferrazzo. Ferrazzo attacks Bolander to the cage, trying to eat him. Vicious, vicious left hands to the face of uh, Jerry Bolander. Bolander now throwing some punches to the face of Seth Perrazzo, Scott Perrazzo. Perrazzo suplexes him. I've always – not enough wow, suplexes. what a takedown. I respect that because I'm constantly saying there are not enough suplexes. Yeah, I mean that's, that's some pretty pretty solid German suplexes. All right, so – He must he must have been the guy that taught Brock Lesnar. Excellent. Perrazzo on top, and this is – this feels like – Perrazzo. Whatever his name is. Perrazzo, <laughs> Perrazzo. It's all the same, Chris. I don't know. Exactly. It's not worth knowing is my point. I can't imagine that Scott Ferrazzo is one of the better UFC fighters of all time. He's honestly just trying to lean this guy into submission. First of all, he's wearing a singlet, but the shorts are like super loose. I'm a little, I'm a little perplexed. That is interesting. It looks like they just sort of he's wearing, he was wearing shorts and a pair of pa- a shirt that just kind of like melted into one. So it's like a onesie almost. It's a li- I've never seen that where the where the singlet isn't like skin tight. Hey, you got it. Well, first What's of all, going on? oh man, uh, Ferrazzo or Ferrazno as we call him is bleeding pretty badly from the face already, and there's a good amount of time left in this fight. Uh, Greg, first of all, try and contain your emotions. We know you're sad that Ferrazzo is already bleeding, but try not to cry too much about it. I, I, I will try to contain myself. Ooh, a nasty headbutt Ooh, fuck, from geez. Jerry Bohander. And now he's just being held up like he's a child, just being held up on the cage by Ferrazzo, both men bleeding from the face. And this is... Well, to be fair, Bolander came in bleeding from the face, so we don't know if that's actually been sustained during the fight. Yeah, and I guess theoretically that could be uh, that could be Ferrazzo's blood that he got on his face when he headbutted him. This is a weird. <laughs> this is a weird position. Yeah, he's trying to get a guillotine on him, but in reality, he's just getting pressed up against the cage, so he has no leverage, and his arm isn't even close to fully underneath. Ferrazzo's neck, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on. It seems like well, now, I guess now it is. It seems like Ferrazzo is trying to push him through the through the fence, kind of like you, you remember the the laser the laser defense in the first Resident Evil film, kind of like sure. that. Just just small small pieces of Jerry Bellander come out the cage, and we've He's lost trying... we've lost a, a mouthpiece. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was that was pretty gross. Um, He's, like, trying to, like, push him through like it was, like, Play-Doh, and he was trying to get into a particular shape. Exactly. Just, you know, small little cubes of uh, Jerry Bolander all over the all over the, <laughs> all floor. Over the outside of the octagon. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember where they are today. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I did. I had it pulled up. Yeah. It seems like it's got to be a California or a Texas or something like that because there is quite a... <laughs> Quite a bit of Spanish uh, writing on the auditorium. It was the Ruben Rodriguez uh, Coliseum in Bayamon, Puerto Rico. Oh, they're in Puerto Rico. That's oh, a lot first of... and only UFC event ever in Puerto Rico. And they got to see Scott Ferrazzo, so they they got what they wanted. They saw the. Big I mean, that's ticket. that's called getting your money's worth. That's called getting your money's worth. Oh, Ferrazzo just tried to headbutt oh. Bolander. Yeah, it seems like I'm gonna I'm gonna hit pause for just a second here so that so that we can catch up because 
We're literally like probably like a second or two off, yeah, but it's all good. That's a lot. I just hit pause for a second, so I feel like we're probably in the same spot here. And uh, you kind of wonder what Big John is saying to these fighters as they <laughs> aggressively make out on the ground. <laughs> it does look like that because their faces are very close to each other. Yeah, this is this is a very very sexual, very tantalizing. I mean, fight. if you're if you're if you're Bowlander, this is like the only position you didn't want to be in. Yeah, no. You want to be under the three hundred and thirty pounds of Ferrazzo. Yeah, again, kindly listed at three thirty. Ferrazzo with a vicious <laughs> headbutt again. I feel like he, I feel like he, he learned from Bolander early in the fight. Bolander got that headbutt, and he's like, "Shit, that hurt. I should do that." Yeah, I think. I mean, nothing says uh, adaptation like learning on the fly inside your first UFC fight. Is it his first UFC fight? Oh, I mean. I... <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, I don't think we've seen him. I don't think we've seen him in in the cage before. Well, no, we haven't. But I mean, there's been other things going on congru- at the same time, right? There's... Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. So just to he- this is his first his first fight in a UFC, I suppose. Yes, that's what we'll go with. All right. Cause yeah, cause I mean, we see these guys and and they have records that don't just apply to their fights in the the main UFCs. Right. Frazzo looks happy to be there, though. Yes. Despite being exhausted. Yeah, he uh, he is bloodied, he is bruised, but he's ready to go. Well, after Big John stopped it and put, and put them back on their feet, he got his face cleaned off, and he was smiling. Now, he looks absolutely exhausted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's not trying to move. Happy nonetheless. Not trying to move. He's just, oh, oh. Back to the trying to get Bolander to be pushed through the cage tactic. I mean, if I, I, it almost worked before, I mean, might as well try again. I guess. Did it almost? Work? I feel like from a, I feel like from a physics standpoint, it's just not possible. I mean, with enough strength, with enough force applied on it, it's probably going to be. I mean, the question is, at what point will the will the cage just give way? So. Yeah, I mean, Ferrazzo probably can't muster up all of the uh, power behind it, or enough power behind it to to actually get Bolander's body to be, you know, basically pressed through the cage and form small little Bolander cubes. I've had enough, quite frankly, of your anti-Scott Ferrazzo propaganda. I'm just here. I'm just here to to cheer for Jerry Bolander. Just, just talking and, crap. Try, we we try to be unbiased here, Gregory. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I shouldn't pick sides. Why do we keep? I don't understand this. Yeah, Big John. Every time he breaks it up, they are able to go to their corners and get like their face wiped off. Yeah. And Interesting so, ruling. Bolander got some coaching from some gentleman who just jumped up on the cage. <laughs> may or may not be associated. He jumped with him up in and. Some way. Jumped up and threw threw the towel over the thing to let him know. Listen, I'm here for you if you need it. <laughs> Man, this is such a different fight than we just watched with that that horrifyingly aggressive uh, gentleman, Gary Goodrich. Goodrich, yeah. Listen, we're going to see a lot of Gary Goodrich. I bet. Uh, I bet he's a, in, a the, nasty in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming years. So uh, he, he's a very very tough customer, and that was sort of being his introduction. Is very uh, fitting, I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah, it seemed to be the impression that I got. Oh, uh, Bolander is, appears to be trying to choke per, uh, Ferrazzo with his 
With his, with his hands. Well, with his strap, too. He's trying to wrap the strap around oh, the yeah. wrong way. <laughs> Almost as if he was doing, like, a collar choke with a gi. It's just with the uh, singlet straps. Interesting technique. Yeah, this Pretty is... sure that's assault, but yeah, I don't know. right? Basically, no one from this fight is not going to jail afterwards. Yeah. The, the uh, Puerto Rican police department is going to be right outside the cage to take both of these gentlemen away. <laughs> <sighs> This is man. It's just it's weird because we had this this super exciting fight in this first one, and now it's uh, just two guys like hanging around on the cage. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough it's, it's a tough uh, go of it with some of these fights when you get when you get the preferred grappling of a Scott Ferrazzo. Oh, there was oh, some, all there right. some action. Ground stuff. Bolander. Oh. Why did he give up there? Why? I feel like he had multiple knees to the head and could have ended he this fight. He just threw one. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought he could and have And now we're back this. in the same no, tapped. Know, hydraulic press. Brazo oh. is tapped. The big man is down. Big John's checking his vitals as Bolander celebrates around the cage. Bloodied. That was a... A hell of a, a hell of a quick choke there. But no worse for the wear. Yeah, you wonder if Razo just had enough, honestly. Uh, probably. I mean, they were only about a minute away from the the full time going, so. Ugh. Uh, it's maybe he thought he could win it on the judges' scorecards, but instead he gave up. Nice little pat on the tuchus from Big John it's, to Bowlander. Is that Goodrich? No. No, I don't know. Is he also coaching? What's I don't know. going on? Am I racist? Possibly. But it, I mean, it does kind of look like him, right? Chris, who's to say if, if that's the case? Who's to say whether or not I'm racist? That's Yeah, exactly. I think I a mean, lot that's... of people I think a lot of people will have strong opinions on that. I'm pretty sure that's for the courts to decide, but <laughs> that's just me. I don't think courts decide racism. <laughs> oh, Isn't God. that how that works? I completely forgot. Oh, I completely forgot. So, this fight this fight is almost over, and uh, we're looking forward to getting to the next one. And just, just to update everybody, I'm Chris Horwardell, and he is Greg Toboggan Crone. Toboggan? I'm okay with that. I lo- We actually looked up uh, what those people are called, and... And, and referring to them as those people may also make a case for my racism. But that's Jesus cer- Christ. That's, that's certainly not what I meant. I just meant the, the people of that nationality. And uh, and it is actually more interesting than Toboggan. It's uh, – I mean I'll have to find it again, and I will during the next fight because I think it's like 13 minutes. But – Is it right. Trinidad and Tobagian? No. it's Trust me. It's amazing. All right. So that is – that is the end. We have Jerry Bolander advancing a one win over Scott Ferrazzo. And uh, what's our next fight? I'm guessing I'm not even going to guess. Vol- Paul Varlins and Joe Moreira. Moreira. Close Mor- enough. Moreira. Joe Moreira. That's what I'm going with. All right. Varlins. I like that guy. All right. We got something going on here. I'm surprised this is a long fight. This looks like it's uh, a decision. I believe so. Let me know when uh, when uh, you're ready. I'm one second in. All right, I hit play. I'm four seconds in. My TV's being weird. Well, I'm sorry it's being weird. Joe Marrero looks like... Oh, Hang on. What? Paul Varlins has a Marvin the Martian hat on. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I, I, I need that hat. I, I will purchase it for you. 
you know what? I guess all that all that coming in second at UFC uh, seven money that brings in the Marvin the Martian hats. You can I afford see how that. This works. You can afford that uh-huh. at that point. Absolutely. Bless you, sir. My God, I don't understand. I actually moved the phone away, but I I, I got powerful sneezes. It's a whole thing. It's all right. We un- we understand that you're suffering from from allergies at this point. Allergies to Joe, bad Joe, UFC fights. Joe Mar- Maria, whatever the heck, his Maria. picture lo- made him look a lot older than what he looks like right here. He did. That's that's certainly true. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh, jujitsu and judo. Oh, and he's a master of submissions, not just a fan of them. Most comfortable on the ground. He will strike if struck. <laughs> just know, if you punch <laughs> Joe Murillo, by the way, le- his last name is spelled differently here than it was in the title card, for the record. Uh, so who knows to- which one is correct. Oh, and I like that he's also sponsored, and it looks like by a lawyer, interestingly. He's got a butler to sponsorships. Hey, man, he's trying to get paid. I understand that. It's a good move. No question. All right. So I'm, I'm looking this up. And I'm trying to find the answer that I'm looking for. Ah, on the, the Wikipedia page for Trinidad and Tobago. Toboggan. Correct, Trinidad and Toboggan. You talk while I read. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, here comes Mr. Varlins, fresh off that that second uh, place finish. The same guy who was with Goodridge, uh, Goodridge can't get enough. Young, <laughs> young Jerry Bolander also must be training uh, Paul Varlins. What is going on? Seems like a conflict of interest. What's crazy is is Varlins shaves the sides of his heads and has like the crew cut. It gets longer and longer on the top each time we see it. I like it. Eventually. Oh! Eventually, it's like a Nerland's Noel type thing. Exactly. Look at this. Switch, switch from trap fighting. Now he's just a freestyle fighter. Power over technique. Who would have guessed? Limited submissions. Heavy elbows. We saw that last week. Mm. And he's a thinker. <laughs> Something tells me power over technique would mean that you're not exactly a thinker and you're just using brute force, but that's just me. Look, again, who are we to say... Did this guy change his boat? Like, did, didn't this guy have a bow tie on previously, this announcer? Uh, he's actually joined the clergy since the last fight. Before. I'm so confused at who this guy is. He's actually joined the clergy. All right. This guy, so, it's we're, it's going to be hard to tell what this guy's last name is since we've seen it spelled differently a couple of times. But I'm going to assume that it's it's Morio. Maria, which is what she says on the 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 UI right now for the the app. So that's fine by me. Not Maria, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Marlins is just a scary dude. I know we've seen him in the last three UFCs. He is a that is a scary guy. Yeah, Marlins. He, he also he also made an appearance in. Uh, uh, UFC 7.5, but was not able to, to, to really, really do that great. No traction? Couldn't get any traction in a little bit more uh, tougher field? Uh, yeah, he had to fight Dan Severn in his first fight. Look, not one, exactly Once again, ideal. that last name is spelled differently. That's Moraira. 
as opposed to Maria. So I'm guessing that since they didn't even pay attention to how to spell his last name, he's not going to win. We we also in you, look at this Gregory. While he may listed his freestyle, his uh, his ring girl still lists his fighting style as trap fighting. Ah, thank God, thank God. I, I wouldn't want to see that go away. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I uh, like I like that Varlins makes Big John look small. We we also missed the the last appearances of Steve Jenham and Keith Hackney, I believe, at UFC seven point five. I know you're disappointed. I I'm all, I, I don't really remember. Jenem was the uh, he's the cop. Yeah, yeah. The cop who won the <laughs> the one having only where fought he, in the finals. Yeah, UFC three where he only fought in the final. I don't remember Hackney too much. Hackney fought Emmanuel Yarborough, the sumo uh, wrestler, the six hundred pound giant. And then he couldn't advance, right? Because he broke all of the bones in his hand. Correct, and that will stop you from fighting. Yeah, usually when you liquefy your the bones <laughs> in your hands, that that that's going to prevent you from throwing any punches later on. Uh, yeah, it's uh, really changes your style at that point. Oh, who cares? I can't find the answer I was looking for. So these guys engage pretty quickly, but now they're just kind of standing there staring at each other like slap boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this uh, this Moria fellow looks like the guy who came and picked up some of my topsoil, which I listed for free on Craigslist. Hey, there you go. We don't know for glad to hear you're getting rid of it. Yeah, there was there's a bunch left over, just a bunch, and uh, I I can only feel so bad. Uh, the I feel I feel bad leaving just a giant pile of dirt in my driveway. We live in a relatively nice neighborhood. <laughs> Dude. These guys are just, like, swinging wildly at each other, not, not even coming close to hitting. Uh, what's this, like, weird walk that Varlins is doing? I don't know. One leg up, like <laughs> like an ostrich almost. I like it. It's, it, weir- it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird and for some reason intimidating. Is he, is he trying to, like, fake a kick? I don't – I'm don't, not sure. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I do not know either. I want to know where Goodrich is because I, I hear he's actually going to be helping out Maria with – if they get separated. <laughs> it's a real possibility. How does how does a Paul Varlins fight go to a decision? I don't understand that. I don't know either. I mean I feel like I feel like at any point Varlins is just gonna overpower you and, and, and pummel you in the in the oblivion. He's doing this weird <laughs> leg thing. This is I don't I don't know what to make of this. He might be having yeah, his, like mini seizures. <laughs> and now he's added like a head bob. Amazing. I mean, Chris, you got to throw your opponent off any way you can. Yeah, I, I guess. I I would think just being six foot eight and three hundred pounds would be enough to do that. You would think that, but I mean, that's 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 a tall uh, tall order. Like he's got a giant reach advantage. He's got a giant like power. Oh, now they're they're like full half kicks. <laughs> This is so weird. This is also another another term for it would be boring. Oh, it's bo- oh, I mean, yeah, solid, oh. yeah, solid left from Varlins. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of it's a lot of uh, I guess measuring each other out, uh, you know, feeling each other out, trying to close the distance. But Mor- Morera is just moving backwards and staying as far away from Varlins as possible, which would be my tactic as well. In fairness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, 
I'm not going straight after Vaughn's. I feel like he's he's going to overpower me at any point. Like, playing on a scenario wherein I, for some reason, need to fight Paul Varlins, as he approaches me on the initial approach, I'm dropping to the ground and tapping. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe just giving, oh, here we go. giving the X, that the hand signal X tap. I don't know if that's I don't know if I don't know if Big John's going to recognize that, but I understand why. I'll also scream I don't want to do this. <laughs> that that might get his attention. <laughs> please. It seems please, like sir. as soon as Varlins gets close, he's able to crush him with punches. So like he needs to just rush in. Yeah, you know, get him get him up against the the ropes or whatever we're calling it, the cage. The and, cage. And uh so I I have Really picked up a lot of the lingo over these first eight yeah. UFCs. Yeah, good, good, good to see you're all in on the terminology. <laughs> uh, UFC. <laughs> what, Varlins is just openly calling this guy a coward. Why wouldn't you? I mean, he keeps, he keeps backing up. I mean, you might as well. Might as well get in his head, Chris. Okay, so since let's, this, let, this, let's this... rent some property in uh, yeah. Morera's head. Since this is going to be the first time this comes up in a fight that we've seen, explain to me and the and the listener how the decision process goes. Well, in modern day UFC, it's three rounds of uh, three three rounds, three judges, uh, and it's scored like boxing, where it's a ten point must scoring system. So whoever wins the round gets ten, the loser gets nine or less. Now, in most cases, it's always going to be ten nine. Uh, okay. For the most part, now with the the newer rules, there's a, a more open interpretation for ten eight rounds, but it doesn't still doesn't happen as often. Okay, so they're all all of the decisions are going to be fairly close, just by the way it's designed. Yeah, so like if, if for for these rounds or for this one, it's really only one round of fighting. Yeah, it's basically like, you know, okay, ten nine for the winner. Um, Let's not kid ourselves. Today's... It's 10-9 for Varlins because Maria. Oh, yeah. it... Maria has done absolute. Oh, and you know what? We're going to call her. Mar... We're going to call him Maria from now on because he's acting like a little girl. Um... <laughs> yeah, very defensive style. Yeah, hasn't not done, hasn't done anything. Does he not understand that twenty plus years later, uh, two guys are going to be doing a podcast by coastally, and exactly. they need action. Exactly, because the listeners yeah. do not want to hear me rant about the poor decision making and the poor a- approach of Odubel Herrera at the plate. No, nor do the listeners want to hear me opine for days where the Penguins didn't make back-to-back Stanley Cup finals, and I have to see it on Facebook constantly. What are the Penguins? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, if I only if I only had that same attitude. How wait wait? How are you a Penguins and a Flyers fan? Oh, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a Penguins fan. Okay. I am a guy that hates the Penguins. Okay, that makes more sense. All the people that uh, grew up there, that went to college with me, who watched just the playoffs, and are all of a sudden diehard Penguins fans, and then post about every game on Facebook. All right, that, that makes more sense to me. Though, and yeah. the Fairweather fans do certainly come up. You know, I've complained for days. About you know any especially last year when Villanova's NCAA championship run, nobody gives a crap about Villanova basketball during during the season. But all of a no. su- all of a sudden, 
All of a sudden, Greg, as we advance further in the tournament, I start seeing more people hanging the flags out there, more people putting out Villanova stuff. Yeah. All, all these fans start coming out of nowhere, and I don't like it one bit. As they should, Chris. Re- represent your city. Oh, screw that. Oh, screw that. Bless you. Oh, dude, it's unbelievable today. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. It's 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 rough. literally it's literally since I've gotten on the phone with you too, which is even better. <laughs> so you're allergic to my witty repartee. It could be that. No, it can't be because I said nothing funny. Marrera, Marrera, literally just walking, walking around the ring away from Varland. Maria. Maria, Marrera, it's the same thing. No, he's Maria. We, his his name is officially Maria. Do we ever see Joe Maria fight again? Don't think so, but you know, I like to think that somewhere he's still walking around this octagon, <laughs> just just in his own, uh, in his, like in his backyard somewhere. He built a fake one. Yeah, fighting the ghost of Paul Varlin. It's just just thinking Pretty about. Pretty sure Paul Varlin is still alive, but but that's fine. Well, you know, LeBron says he's playing against the ghost of Michael Jordan, chasing the ghost of Michael. Whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a I'm turn of out on. I'm I'm out on LeBron. Whatever. Well, if there's any consolation, I think LeBron's about to be out of the playoffs in about five games. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We do see Maria again. Not 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 until uh, a couple of events from now. So get ready for more of this. Is he who is he fighting another large person, or is he fighting someone he may someone. actually engage with? I didn't do that much that much research into it uh, in the last five seconds, so I, I can't answer that. Okay. I mean, look, did you let us down? Yes. Are we going to forget it anytime <laughs> soon? No. But that's Did you let us down? Listen. Also, yeah, I think the Warriors take that series pretty handily. But nothing is going on. This is this whole fight no. has literally been Paul Varlins. So, Paul Varlins is in the inner 45% of the ring just kind of dancing around. Joe Maria is walking around the outer part of the ring. Oh, there we go. A little bit of contact. Now Maria's going to start walking around the ring again, outside the red lines, because he thinks that Varlins can't come get him outside the red lines. That's lava. I'm pretty, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's lava, Chris. <laughs> yes. Absolutely is the case. I mean, this he's is... literally just walking away from him the entire time. Yeah. no, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. This is one of the worst, dumbest fights I've ever seen. And what is Var- that? Must be the bell. Okay. That must be the bell. We're going to the judges' scorecard. I feel like I feel like just because of what we saw, Big John should let each one of them punch the other one in the face as hard as time. he can. Just one time, Varlin. Well, gets considering it didn't happen over the past ten minutes, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Fifteen minutes, right? Was it a nah, ten, ten minute round? Oh, okay. So right, because there was the the build up. The build-up to this incredibly exciting battle. And what is Maria even tired about? And what's happened to this guy's hair since we last saw him? I don't know. His appearance changes every time. I think they're different people. I think they're bringing in slightly different people every time to see if we notice. (laughs) Why is Randy Ayers behind him? I I do not know. Former Sixers coach Randy Ayers in attendance at UFC 8. Almost had his his sons playing with us in in our summer league team one year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this! Why is Christian Slater one of the judges? And oh, this... it's fake Jim Cornette! Varlin... And this lady. 
So this is a very unofficial system. Oh, yeah. Varlins gets that guy's vote Clean too. sweep. So, so obviously the 10-point must-scoring system, not exactly in effect here. Uh, we're just going to stand and hold up a sign with the person's name on it. Wow. Honestly, I like that, that more. Is... What's, the, what's the purpose of the 10-point system? I don't know. It's to judge like control of the octagon and things like that. And you can have draws and shit and stuff. It's like, it's like boxing, basically. Just so right. the same rules. Athletic commissions, you know, they're annoying. Interesting. So the, we've got Don Fry and Thomas Ramirez next, and I'm fascinated by both of these fighters, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, UFC Hall of Famer Don Fry. No, really? Absolutely. I would not have guessed that. All right, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, let's go then. All right, so Don Fry, then, if he's a Hall of Famer, then it's clearly he's the guy with the mustache. He amazing. These guys are fighting each other. This is utterly amazing. Big Don Fry, Tommy Ramirez, the Predator Don Fry. Oh my. And it makes me wonder, has my co-host accidentally muted his... His, uh, yeah, he I, did. He yeah, absolutely yeah. did. I, w- I got so excited by Don Fry's mustache that mm. I accidentally muted it with my face. I suspected that that may have happened. Don- All right. So this is Don Fry's. A, I mean, for as ridiculous as the mustache is, this is a, a built man. You know who he reminds me of? I mean, not so much physique-wise, but one Danheim. Uh, yeah. Okay. I give you that. Uh, former pro boxer is Don Fry. He's a wrestling-style fighter. And he's a competitive wrestler, which well, that's uh, he's, he's, a, he's a non-competitive wrestler. He just wrestles for fun. He won't go for the takedown early. He wants to wants the fights to last, which is interesting because this is going to be a super short fight, and he almost certainly wins. Will strike on the ground. Don't think if you get Don Fire on the ground, he's not going to hit you. He will. He'll continue fighting. Chris, I'm amazed you don't think that uh, that Thomas Ramirez beats former or future Hall of Famer Don Fry. Yeah, so Thomas Ramirez, I, 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 the morbid curiosity in me wants to see Dom, Thomas Ramirez fight Scott Ferrazzo. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah, it sounds about right. You know, you know you're in terrible shape when you're dressed all in black. Like, is this guy like a sumo wrestler? How is this person in a UFC fight? I don't know. I'm really not sure, but I cannot wait to see what they list his stuff as. But hometown crowd on his side, Chris, could he use that for momentum? Yeah, he just needs momentum to carry himself into the ring. This guy's in such terrible shape. <laughs> well, Chris, he's in the UFC. Is this – well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess. Is this uh, Is this like they had to include someone someone local? He's a Pacachan fighter. Likes to slam his opponent. I'd like to see him try. Thomas Ramirez. And heavy open hand strikes. He will punch you with an open hand. No ground experience. He's never seen the ground before. And <laughs> yeah, as as understatements go, number four is one listed as having questionable stamina. That's amazing. Amazing. Questionable stamina. No duh. That's yeah. great. Dude, uh, first of all, Chris, you said he likes to slam his opponents. Yep. Uh, I think they left out. He likes to just write slam poetry about his opponents. He's not. He's not really into actually fighting. 
well, you know, he's a pacifist, and those people have their place in the UFC as well. Uh, so <laughs> the 15th clone of this unnamed announcer is out announcing the beginning of this fight. Um, what's his name? Thomas Ramirez, standing in the corner. I don't, I mean, double chin in, in full effect. Looks like he's, I don't know, is he, is he I don't know what he's eating. And now we're just looking at people in the stands. That girl, that that girl, kind of looks like Jamie Presley. That was just a that was an unbelievably random shot of the crowd. Yeah, because nothing else was going on. You can only watch Ramirez sit there and chew whatever's in his mouth for so long. Gum, Chris. If if you're gonna go to the ring, you might as well chew gum. All right. This woman now realizes that she had it the wrong way. He is a judo fighter. This woman who is been told that if she doesn't do her job well. Her and her entire family will be killed later. A pacachon. Bad news. I don't know what that fighting style even is. Uh, bad news, Greg. The exciting offense of the Philadelphia Phillies will be hindered without Cesar Ramirez in Friday on Friday night's game. You mean Hernandez? Uh, did I say Ramirez? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I Cesar Hernandez. yeah. Thomas Ramirez on the brain. Well, what are you gonna do? That's understandable. This guy, he does. Uh, there's some Tom Selleck in him. There is, this is this is an interesting amalgamation of other human beings. Don like, Fry there's some Jake the Snake, Snake Roberts. Oh, there absolutely is Jake the Snake Roberts. Don Fry's coach, for some reason, you can't really see him right now, but when they first walked out, Goodrich. looks exactly like McConaughey in uh, the first season of True Detective. All right, well, better than McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. Well, they're still introing these guys. Yeah, I don't. Unbelievable. I, I think they're just announcing that Don Fry wins. <laughs> the crowd is all about Thomas. Because Ramirez. this fight is almost over. There is one minute and twelve seconds left in my my coverage, and we have not <laughs> begun the fight yet. We're just getting to the tail of the tape. Like this could be what I was talking about earlier, where Fry approaches Ramirez. Ramirez taps. Uh, okay, okay, Ramirez, Fry, 36-1-206, Ramirez, 41-6-1, 410 pounds. Arizona versus Puerto Rico. And now, for the record, 46 seconds left in this fight. And the, that's not even just the fight. That's the coverage of the fight. And we have not yet begun. Big John says, are you ready? He says, are you ready? The fight is on. 35 seconds before we end this thing. And this is going to end quick. Oh! Wait, what? What? All right. So Fry... That's terrible. Fry goes at Ramirez. Ramirez takes a couple punches to the face, falls backward, and Big John cannot stop it quick enough. I mean, huge right hand from Don Fry. And we're not even going to see a replay. This thing's just going to end. Nope. Plants him. It's over. I'm going to take a second myself here. And I want to go. Unbelievable! Look. I'm going to take one second, if you'll all excuse me, and watch this whole fight one more time. <laughs> Just because I want to see what happened. All right, I can't so, stop sneezing, Chris. All I don't right, know so what to do. I guess there's a decent there's a decent right to the chin of Ramirez that knocks him down, but I wouldn't have thought it would do all the damage that it did. I mean, when 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 they cut over and show his face on the ground, he's clearly unconscious. I don't know. All right. Uh, Gary Goodridge and Paul Herrera is our next fight. This is an... No! Gary Goodridge and Jerry Bolander. Really? Yeah. 
Where is that for? Do I even <laughs> Okay. For, for some time. reason, it's all the way at the bottom. All right. So uh, we know who wins the next couple of fights. We'll find out. I think it's safe to say Goodrich wins and Herrera wins. Herrera got knocked out in the first round. Wait, did he already fight? Yeah. Okay. He's the well, one that got elbowed. Look, am I paying a ton of attention? No. Uh, let me know when you're ready. I'm seven seconds. I'm in. ready. Right. Oh, you're seven seconds in. Jesus. I know. This is just crazy. Three, four, five, six, six seven. seven. Oh, it's All right. All right. Now there's just people sitting. There's people sitting. There's... This They're all, like, scaffolding. This has regressed to a lot of crowd shots. And let me – can I tell you, whoever is fighting, sparring here with Jerry Bolander is not trying very hard. No, he's in an ankle lock on the beach. I like this. This 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 is callbacks to Rocky uh, Rocky 3. Well, Apollo and Rocky on the beach. Bolander is saying something, and we'll, quite frankly, we'll never know. I can only imagine this was his audition tape for Baywatch. <laughs> it very well could have been. Gregory, are you excited about the Baywatch remake? Not even a little bit. So, a lot then. Not a little bit, a lot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I would like new ideas. Um, Just new ideas. Good to see Goodridge had the uh, had the, the nice enough uh, idea to come out with Bolander to, to, to coach him up in the corner, and then we'll also be fighting him. Yeah, no, he does not take this fight very seriously. He's actually giving advice to his opponent. Yeah, exactly. And I guess Baywatch technically isn't a remake, considering it was never a movie. But, but it, I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, it's a, it's a reboot. I, I hate that. I hate that stuff. Well, I don't believe they're they're using the same names as they did on the show. Right. Well, let's find out. Because uh, I just assume Gary Goodrich is going to win. And, like, well, this fight goes a little while, but whatever. I mean, Goodrich, Goodrich looks jacked shadow boxing Wait, with... Uh, on on the on the beach. A member of terrorist group. What is going on here? What? This past weekend was a major story with Cantor. Uh, the Ennis Cantor story. I don't know what that is. Gary Goodrich has a Kangol hat on with sunglasses and a gold chain. That's all you need to know. Oh my! Right, so so you are or are not familiar with what happened with Ennis Cantor this past weekend? I am not. Okay, so because of some of his political political views, Turkey pulled Enes Kanter's uh, visa, and oh, good. while he was traveling, and Enes Kanter was uh, stuck in Romania without a visa for a while, and uh, now, terror. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, Turkey is saying. According to a report from the AFP, Turkey issued an arrest warrant for Kanter. Claiming, claiming that he's a member of a terrorist organization. Well, uh, I'm going to say the NBA power forward, small forward center. I forget what position he plays. Power forward center, yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say that that guy probably isn't part of a terrorist organization. That's just me. I don't know. A judge issued an arrest warrant after an Istanbul prosecutor opened an investigation into Cantor's alleged membership of an armed terrorist organization. Ah, all right. So I have something to talk about on my other podcast. <laughs> I would say so. All right. Well, anyway, I, and somehow I found that while I was looking for the IMDb for Baywatch. Two very, very different <laughs> things. I think Goodridge all... with a 58-pound weight advantage. Which is actually one of the closest ones we've seen so far. 
Well, you don't think that the Ramirez Don Fry one was close? Ramirez was, was over four hundred pounds. Don Fry was like two ten. Okay, so again, none of how oh, maybe a lot. I feel like a, a lot of the names are kind of no. Okay, we are using their actual names because uh, Mitch Buchanan was uh, was Hasselhoff in the first one, right? I don't know, Chris. Baywatch went off the air when I was like eight. Uh, that's sad. Baywatch. <laughs> now I gotta go look at the Baywatch movies. So much. Mitch Buchanan. Yep, Mitch Buchanan. The, some of the names are changed, but. Uh... That's to protect the innocent, Chris. <laughs> yes, there were, no one was innocent in while filming Baywatch. <laughs> Let's see. There is somebody playing C.J. Parker, which was uh, Pamela Anderson's character, but a lot of these other characters are <clears throat> newly created. That 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 one I knew. I knew the C. I knew C.J. Parker was a character. Oh, but now all of a sudden, by the way, Oscar Nunez from The Office shows up as Councilman Rodriguez in the Baywatch film. David Hasselhoff shows up as the mentor, and Pamela Anderson. I'm guessing she's playing the mother of uh, Kelly Rohrbach's character, the current love interest of Aaron Rod, Aaron, um, what's his name, Rogers. And yeah, uh, from the Packers. From the Packers, I just to make pa- sure. Pamela Anderson plays Casey Jean Parker to Kelly Rohrbach's CJ Parker, so I'm guessing that's her mother, right? That sounds accurate. We'll never. Goodridge is just really grappling. Uh, Bo Lander's pants off right now. Yeah, this is Ooh. more. This is okay. So we've got got Bo Lander on the ground, and you know this is where as Goodridge likes to go because he will strike from the ground. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, Chris, you've been paying attention. <laughs> I like this. Look, I know a thing or two about the UFC. But my only question is, when did they change the rules from the decision to these guys having the shootout to decide it in overtime? Let's just let's just pretend like that joke landed uh, a lot better than it did, rather than it being a terrible one. That's good. I, no, I liked it. No, it I was, liked it. It, it. it was not strong. Let's not. No credit where credit is due. Um. So Goodrich is kind of just laying on top of Bolander, and you know these are not the most exciting moments we've ever had. This is this is much like the makeout fest of the the Ferrazzo fight against Bolander. Bolander is just. Like aggressively trying to get with whoever he's fighting. And this is this is a lot of just laying. Yes, a lot of laying down for sure. And we are uh, experiencing some technical difficulties with our audio right now as uh, Gregory goes into. What we'd like to call robot voice. And uh, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. With audio with audio fidelity, the struggle is certainly real. But You're telling me that we've lost connections, Chris. I'm not saying we've lost connections, but uh, yeah, we are we're losing fidelity in terms of, of the quality of this call the quality of this podcast i mean it's better than it's better than screaming infidelities chris that's true gregory although i don't know what that means to scream infidelities oh my god that's, that's an excellently terrible dashboard confessional song 
from I, the... I, I also don't look. Here's the, here's the thing about me that a lot of people don't know because people just think, obviously a hip guy, obviously super into music, knows all the latest stuff, trendsetter, someone <laughs> I, someone I look to for you know advice, personal, otherwise fashion related. And, uh, and many I, other things. I was just going to say, fashion icon. Fashion icon. I mean, I didn't want to say it myself because it felt like I was just just giving myself too much credit. But, you know, obviously people think it's true. Um, don't know. You know, I've never been the biggest, never been the biggest music fan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hip to the music, Gregory. I'm perfectly honest. And it's funny because my brother and, a lot of his friends, they're all, or even some of my friends, are big into music. I could care less. I'm not a music guy. I listen to podcasts and talk radio. I, yeah, I I'm, I'm tend to listen to podcasts. Here's the thing. I had a very terrible car for a while, and that car did not have a working radio. And while I was, and while I was uh, in that situation, I just got used to driving in silence. <laughs> <laughs> So that just kind of became a thing. Is, I do I do listen to podcasts is, when I, on the way home when I drop my girlfriend off at school. As you should. But yeah, no, never really, never really the music guy. Goodrich really reversed all this positioning. He was a, he was mounted just that now he's on top. Apparently trying to choke Bolander. Got to choke somebody, Greg. Oh, we got Goodrich with a knee to the head of Bolander. I mean, yeah. Looks like he's just playing yeah. with him. No. Not good. Not good for for Bolander in this situation. Uh, interesting news is Greg Crone just became available on Skype. Oh, nice. Glad. While well, we're an hour into our phone call. So maybe maybe that's a sign that things are getting a little bit better uh, in terms of our connection, which is now in the yeah, okay. We're back to white. So good All news. Right. Good news. We're back. We're so we're we, back into it now. We can hear each other. That is much better. You know, we we apologize for the audio problems. We fought through it, but uh, you know, it's a free podcast, and the fight's over. Goodrich has Goodrich landed a big right hand, and then Big John stepped in and said, "I've had. I've seen enough." You know what? When it comes to that fight, Greg, I'd seen enough too. Me too. Not a ton of entertainment in in that one. A lot of grabbing, a lot of laying. Nothing great. Yeah, I feel like this UFC eight has not been the most exciting UFC we've ever seen in our lives. And Goodrich looks absolutely spent at this point. Hey, he's got a title. He's got he's got a championship fight coming up in just mere mere moments. Which is interesting because he basically didn't even have a first fight. No. All right, so coming up next, we've got who? We've got Don Fry and Sammy Adkins. And Sam Adkins. Oh, Verlands forced to withdraw due to an injury. Which I don't know how because he didn't do anything in that first fight. That's an excellent question. Like, did he get mad and punch the wall after the fight? Uh, yeah, he wasn't able to punch uh, his for his opponent a lot, so he decided to just punch the wall in the back. I'm I'm one second in whenever you're ready. Let's go. So the next fight I have listed in terms of the teaser prior to this fight 
is Don Fry versus Thomas Ramirez, and I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> what happens in that. Oh, uh, that's that's one you got to revisit. Mm-hmm. This is so weird. Is it the fact that that Don Fry is randomly wrestling fake Andy uh, Andy Richter? Yeah, that's exactly. I, I almost said Andy Dick. I knew that wasn't right. Wearing the Superman shirt, which every I mean, du- he... every douchebag from the 1990s wore. Why do you think that Cam Newton wears a super is a Superman guy? It's because of Don Fry. Let's be honest. Dan Severin in the corner of Don Fry. I can Look see this mustache buddies. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's how they met. They definitely met based on Don Fry watching UFC and seeing Dan Severin's mustache. <laughs> he said, "You know what? I want to compare mustaches in person," and a friendship was started. Mutual mustache admiration on both sides. They're solid mustaches. I mean, yeah, I, you're not gonna you're not gonna see that kind of mustache nowadays. Well, maybe you will in certain neighborhoods. Very hipster hipster style now, but this is this is pure American like heartland mustache for Don Fry. Oh yeah, you can only have this if you are in the middle of the country. Like you, despite have to Fry shave possibly it. being from California. Either look, way, look. We don't know where – we're never going to know where Don Fry is from. Don Fry is from America. <laughs> oh, man. I, one day in one of our wild card episodes, we'll have to visit uh, – you know, hopefully we don't lose it like we did mm-hmm. the Kimbo Slice episode, the yeah. Lost episode. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to visit some of Don Fry's pride fights okay. when he went over to Japan and fought. Uh, just uh, American flag trunks. Just, just really, really playing it up for the Japanese crowd. Well, I, I respect that. I respect that. And I, you know, and that that begs an interesting question because, you know, the the universe told us that perhaps the wild card episodes was a bad idea. Do are we going to pursue this further even after? Well, I personally, I got to see a guy's ear explode, which was pretty cool. <laughs> but are, do we pursue it further? Are, or do we do we change it up? Do, is it after every ten now? Maybe we do that. We could do that. I mean, it's very it's very interesting. Uh, the universe did give us a pretty good sign that said, "Hey, don't do this." Yeah, just uh, stick with what you're doing, dummies. Just uh, st- who is a lot, this lot of time here in between. Sam Atkins looking like uh, if um, Will Sasso had a goatee. Yeah. And he's ready to go. Yeah. Oh, this begs an interesting question. I saw Did he your... buy that shirt in a gift shop? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. At the <laughs> at, at, at the, the boardwalk in uh, Wildwood, you absolutely did. But uh, first of all, this is an amazing look. <laughs> this is uh, Atkins walking out with, I don't know, how do you describe those? Uh, orange Orange tights. With kind of like, like a mosaic on them. I don't. Know. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Like Zubaz like, tights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? He was the first fighter sponsored by Zubaz. Well, there's something to be said about that. Absolutely. That's marketing. Physique. That is pure marketing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, not the kind of physique that should be wearing tights. Kind of spilling over a little bit, and uh, Don Fry is personally offended by this because uh, yeah, Fry takes his As appearance he very seriously. Be. This is a very well coiffed uh, chest hair. Talking to Severin about about how to best comb out the mustache. 
They're trading secrets on mustache oil. <laughs> is mustache oil a thing? Probably. All right. Gregory, if beard oil's oil a thing. Beard, if what, beard what? oil's a thing, mustaches, mustache oil has to be a thing. What is the purpose of beard oil? I don't know, man. Some dude I used to work with in Oregon used to talk about it all the time, and he had a terrible beard. So. All right, for the record, mustache oil is, in fact, a thing. You can order it from a number of websites, including Piping Rock, Beard and Mustache mm. Oil. It's actually a combination beard and mustache oil. It's unscented, and it comes with a dropper. $6.63, and that sale ends in 29 minutes and 52 seconds. You're going to save 38% if you buy now. Chris, get on that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't have either a beard or a mustache, but I'd like to own the oil in case I can want to go in that direction in the future. Well, after watching Don Fry, I figured you'd be inspired. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, all right, Fry's a wrestler. He's still 30 years old. Adkins, a boxer, also 30. 6-1 for Fry. 6-3 for Adkins. 2-0-6 for Fry. 265 for Adkins. Another 59-pound weight advantage. And we have got Arizona versus Texas. So while Fry, let, let, Fry does come from the West, he is not a coastal man. For the uh, for the record, Atkins won his uh, alternate bout via punches, uh, a submission via punches, uh, in, in just just under a minute. Okay, so he he punched the guy to a win. This is yeah. not going to be a long fight, much like the other Don Fry fight. Fry just feels like he's playing with him. He can't be taking this guy seriously. Kind of looks like a manager I used to have at Organized Living. Fry's got him on the ground. He's got it. Looks like, oh, he's just raining down punches in the back of his head and his neck area. This uh, defenseless is Will Sasso's brother, Sam Atkins. Still defenseless. Got to think Big John's going to call this pretty soon. Although Atkins has gotten Fry into some sort of rudimentary hold. Fry now has positioned back on top again. Atkins gives faint. Uh, faint fighting back, but there's looks like a, a big cut's open on Atkins' head. Big John steps in the yep, big fry, big cut as I thought. Don Fry, the legend, the man, the myth, over again in just uh, in about thirty seconds, and Atkins is angry and bleeding profusely. Wow, that is a lot of blood. I like how he took his anger out on the cage though. That was that was necessary. It was very uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He kicked it. He front kicked the cage. That cut is nasty in between his eyes. Yeah, he is he is messed up. But uh, Scott Adkins respects the man that did it to him. Wow. Dr. Stoppage. Look at that. If uh, This is a keep-what-you-kill type situation for Don Fry. So he gets the right to those trunks. Man, that, is a bru- that was a brutal cut right in between. And yes, I mean, if you you better you, if you think they weren't they weren't fighting for uh, for the right to wear the other's wardrobe, you you're sadly mistaken. All right, so let's go to our championship fight. This one is going to be a little bit longer than the uh, the previous Don Fry fights. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, Don Fry versus uh, the Killing Machine, Big Daddy. I forget what his real nickname is. That is his nickname is Big Daddy. Get out of here! Seriously, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, Big Daddy Gary Goodridge. I am ready to go. I'm pulling it up. Just give me one sec. No problem. Excited to see what Don Fry does here. All right, we are currently playing. Don Fry, Gary Goodrich. Quite frankly, the only two legitimate fighters that seem to be in this uh, in this UFC eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, bo- both both want to have pretty have pretty lengthy MMA careers. 
um, outside of the UFC and in the UFC. Um, Gary Goodridge, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a sadder level, sort of the face of CTE uh, for the MMA world uh, now, but certainly, certainly threw some entertaining fights together in, in his time. Yeah, I forgot. I did forget about Paul Varlins, who did have to uh, drop out of this due to injury. Which I still don't know how he was injured. He didn't yeah, do anything. Maybe he sprained his ankle from all the walking. <laughs> Could be. Oh, it's, it's a weird situation. I don't. What do you? So Varlins would have fought who? Varlins would have fought Don Fry, right? Yeah, which would have been a good matchup. Would have been very interesting. Varlins, a giant man. Fry, you know, a normal human being. Former pro boxer and a competitive wrestler, Don Fry. Again, I like how we're going back to the, the four facts. Look, we have to remember that Don Fry still won't go for the takedown early, and he will strike on the ground. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hype championship fights, this, this is, these are kind of facts you need. <laughs> yeah, that's... Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, Don Fry, Gary Goodrich. I, it's just... I'm a little bit bummed out that it's as long as it is because I feel like this is this is a fight with two people with significant striking power could end it at any time, and uh, Goodridge looks like he's changed pants. Am I wrong there? No, he definitely did. He, oh, he's he, wearing he is, the gi. He, he has taken the gi pants off now. He is wearing purple, purple and black striped like leggings. Still rocking the beanie though, and that is important. I mean, it's got to be cold in Puerto Rico. When I think Puerto Rico, I think beanie weather. <laughs> yeah, very chilly. Very chilly. Not going to lie. Not, not going to lie. When I went to Puerto Rico, I don't remember ever needing a sweatshirt. But either way. No, it was full jacket, right? Right. Oh, uh, yes. Parka. <laughs> That's where you picked up your love of the fur coat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Limited ground skills. Be careful. Watch out for that. He does not good on the ground. He's a knockout puncher, though, and he will strike on the ground. So Limited ground skills, but willing to fight and strike on the ground. Look, if there's one thing I know about Gary Goodrich, and I, there basically is only one thing, it's that he will fight anywhere at any time. Very true. But here's the interesting question. It, since Gary Goodrich has been serving as the, the coach of all of the other fighters, who's his coach? That's a good point. I'm not sure. Also, this is a very there American must... crowd for being in Puerto Rico. Yeah, there must be a fight in the stands because everyone is looking at something over in the corner. Yeah, something's definitely... not going to lie. In in my in my experience of going to UFC fights, there are many fights that take place in the crowd, or at least there were. Uh, well, and some of them probably more interesting than the fights taking place in the ring. Oh, uh, dude, there was a chick fight. Sure. Uh, when I went to when I went to UFC 101. Uh, we were sitting in the upper level at the Wells Fargo Center, mm-hmm. and uh, down at the bottom, um, in like the lower level, there was a girl fight that was wild. Okay, uh, there was swinging purses. There was a big <laughs> throwdown. I mean, it was it was it was nuts. We could see everything from our vantage point, and it was way more entertaining than the fight that was going on inside the cage. Who did you? Uh, who, who were the who was the big people on the card of UFC 101, Gregory? Uh, UFC 101, the main event was BJ Penn versus Kenny Florian for the uh, for the UFC lightweight title. And in the co-main event, one Anderson of the Spider Silva Ooh. took on Forrest Griffin. 
um, in one of the most memorable fights uh, in UFC history, Anderson Silva absolutely clowned Forrest Griffin. And, we will, and get, we will get to that in, let's see, this is eight, 93 weeks, sometime, sometime late 2018, early 2019. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to give you all the insights and how, uh, into how loud that crowd was and how excited they were when they showed Shane Victorino and Jason Worth, who had just walked over from the Phillies game that was going on uh, on the other side of the parking lot. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Shane and uh, Jason Worth, big parts of very good Philadelphia Phillies teams. Seems like a distant memory now, but... Oh, Victorino flashed his uh, World Series ring up on the on the Titantron. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow, that's, that's a weird WWE reference. Uh, on the on the on the big video board in the middle of the arena, and the crowd went wild. That is a sw- wild punch from Goodridge with bad intentions. Yeah, a lot of big punches being thrown already in this matchup, and now we're just tying up. We're just tying each other up and trying to knee each other in the thigh. I, I mean, if you want to tire out somebody's legs. I just want to see somebody suplex him, and Goodrich is trying to penetrate Don Fry right now. <laughs> Jesus. And definitely looking to suplex it as well, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Doesn't doesn't seem like it. Fry with an interesting little oh there okay, just slamming and then try to kick him in the face just oh. just missed. Just I think missed. Fry ate all of that kick to the chest. Yeah, for sure. He and certainly got lucky that Goodrich missed his face. Fry smiling at Goodrich after that exchange too. I like showing it. you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that. That that's fun. That's a very Andrew Luckian, wherein he will constantly compliment the defensive linemen for their nice hits. I hate that. <laughs> Why I like that? That's, that's so that like that's got to mess with people. Of course it does, but it's still like, listen, just take the hit and go. Your team stinks. The Colts are terrible. Have you watched any of this uh, top 100 players of 2017 on the? I have not. Man. So, so Kirk Cousins came in at 70, and uh, it's a weird dude. Oh, just in general, yeah. Yeah, he's a weird human being. There was that article a couple weeks ago where he has like some high school math test where he got like a C plus. He like keeps it and reads it. I believe that because he's a weird guy. Uh, so Goodrich is trying the Ferrazzo tactic. Oh, interesting. We had, oh, inter- okay. Pretty sure that's illegal, but you know. All right, we're having some fun now. We're having some fun here in the finals. Oh, Goodrich, Goodrich with some positioning. Wow, look at look at Fry being able to flip Goodrich over, and now he's on top. And and I don't know if Gary Goodrich is long for. Up oh, there it is. Really, the tap based on positioning. Is the way it's described in the write-up. Don Fry, your UFC 8 champion. Wait, what is tap based on positioning? I don't understand what just happened because it seemed like, you know, Fry wasn't, like, destroying the woodchopper or anything. No, he, he basically was like, I can't I can't get an advantage. I'm not going to be able to get out of this, so I'm going to tap before I take a thousand punches to the face. And explain to me why he wasn't going to be able to get out of it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he definitely could have. I just think that there was sort of a... Uh, you know, a moment of panic for for Goodridge, and he just felt like Fry, from his, with his wrestling background, was going to really take, uh, you know, really really take some liberties with him on the ground. Fair enough. Well, mutual respect from the combatants after the fight. Fry lifts Goodridge's hand, and, uh, and Don Fry. And, and now, 
You're a, you're Goodrich a was already player. changed into uh, into a different outfit, congratulating Don Fry on a victory. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there he is. And now now Goodrich is congratulating himself. Yeah, great job, great job. <laughs> Did really well. Uh, so it, it, we see quite a bit more of both of these fighters, right? Yeah, both of these guys are going to be around uh, in in the near future. Because it seems like we are kind of at a, at a point where. The people who were relevant in the early UFCs are starting to be gone, and now we're getting a, a new batch of fighters. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting to sort of get into an era where it's guys who actually like go on to have MMA careers uh, as the UFC gets bigger, versus uh, you know one-off guys who who you know the Harold Howards of the world. Hey, we saw him fight twice. That's true, but but still. So you're talking about you're saying that we're we're leaving the era of of idiots like Scott Ferrazzo. Yeah, we're starting to head into more of a Thomas Ramirez. Like, yeah, we're starting to head into more of an athletic background. You start to see like guys who are Olympic wrestlers, high level martial artists, those kind of people, kickboxers, really come into their own. When do we get to the the classes? Because it still seems like an anything goes kind of weight class scenario. We start to hit that around like UFC eighteen or nineteen, so we're we're still we still are around 10, 10 plus tournaments, and I mean you already see it with the super fights mm-hmm. that they're trying to, to 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 sort of legitimize some of this. But I like how they gave him a small check. That's hilarious. <laughs> Don Fry holding holding a personal check for his victory. Don't yeah, lose that. that. Stick that in your tights. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. Tuck that into the belt. There's actually a compartment in the belt for the for the check. I'm not gonna lose <laughs> yeah, it's that. in the and, back. And and uh, Charlie Murphy behind Gary Goodrich oh. right here. Rest R. in R. peace. R.I.P. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> May you rest in peace, sir. Uh, well, I was reading a, an interview the other day with Philadelphia legend Allen Iverson, and he uh, he was talking about the first time he played Michael Jordan, and he compared it to when Charlie Murphy met Rick James. And there, there was kind of just like an aura around Jordan when he saw him. I thought I thought it was pretty funny and also very uh, very telling of who Allen Iverson is as a human being. That he would. I wonder if that's the Chappelle Show reference. I wonder if I wonder if that's the same uh, the same interview that I saw. Was he talking to Michael Rappaport? Maybe. I I think I I read it. Not. Yeah. I didn't see it, but yeah, I think Rappaport's name was mentioned. Oh, Alan. Yeah, because Rappaport did like a sit down with him and was, doing, and was doing doing an interview with him about trash talk. Doing some uh, Alan out for some press with the big three kicking off next month, I believe. I'm so excited for the big three. Like I'm I'm like unnecessarily excited for the big three. Yeah, but you know what I think is weird as we have four minutes and forty five seconds left to, to talk about whatever the the H E double hockey sticks we want, Gregory is. Uh, the big three drafts, some of the people not selected were interesting. I'm looking I'm trying looking to pull up the Steve Fran Stevie yeah, Franchise. Franchise not, not picked. Yeah. Fran and what somebody uh like some of these people actually showed up for the draft and weren't picked. Uh, let's see. That's terrible. Bonsai Wells coming back. That's exciting. Uh some See him on a team this year or next year. Familiar faces not selected. Where, although they won't uh, actually tell me who these people were, which bugs me. 
you're right. Franchise, Stevie Franchise, definitely in there. Um, was GP three? Did he not get picked? Or is he? I just don't think co- so. He's just coaching. What What amazes me is uh, Stevie Franchise not selected. Catino Mobley, yes, selected. Yeah, I mean, this is. It feels like an age thing to me. I feel like Catino Mobley has to be. 10 to 15 years older than Stevie Franchise. I think you'd be surprised. I think Mobley's actually like five years younger. Well, Chris, now I learn now I learn something new every day. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's it's getting really difficult to find anything on the big three draft. The rock uh, the rock those Rockets teams should have been so much better. Yeah. Allen Iverson did not even show up to take part in his own draft. He had his uh, his co-captain picking for him. And it certainly seemed like they were just picking people, like, basically to assemble a team like the Sixers were when they went to the finals. Just some guys who will play defense and get out of uh, Iverson's way. That makes sense on offense, yeah. Let's see. I cannot. Yeah, Rashad McCants, the first pick in the draft. That's uh, obviously incredibly exciting. Nobody wants to tell me, but but some interesting names. That's that all you need to know. Uh, Andre Owens, the second pick, and he will be playing for, I believe, Allen Iverson's threes company team, uh, followed by Reggie Evans, Xavier Silas, who's got to be the youngest player in this draft, Kwame Brown, a, a first-round <laughs> selection, bless you, once again, Junkyard Dog Jerome Williams, Former 76er Derek Byers, Maurice Evans, Maurice Banks, Rashul Butler, Deshaun Stevenson, <laughs> bless you, Eddie Baston, Lee Nalon, who's also got to still be young. It kills me. It kills me that Larry Hughes, <laughs> bless you, Gregory. And it's unbelievable. Uh, it, it kills me that we're not going to get to see a reunion of the Floyd brothers. As Larry oh, Hughes my God. Selected by another that, team. That's all I wanted out of the big three. Now I don't remember who Allen Iverson's team is because it seems like that that was not I'm right. I'm going to lose but my mind, Chris. Here we are. Uh, UFC UFC 8 is over. Greg is about to go into an allergic sh- – like some sort of allergic shock. Uh, we're going to end it. <laughs> we're going to end it right here before Greg dies on air. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching UFC 8 with us. For Greg Crow and I'm Chris Horwoodell. We'll be back here next Friday, and we'll see you then for UFC 9.